welcome back to We Were Thinking. We are here again with another episode. And today uh, we're going to talk a little bit about music. So it was getting to the end of the year. Everyone's putting together their end of year best albums, best songs list. And then the Grammy nominations came out yesterday. They did. They did. So we're going to like we're going to look at a few of the categories we're interested in because there's like a thousand of them. There's too many. So we're going to look at the ones that we're interested in and kind of talk about the nominees, some predictions, who we think is going to win. Um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna dive right in. You ready? Let's do. Well, actually, first, how you doing, man? Good. I didn't introduce you. Wow. Yeah, no, it's it's totally cool. I, I'm not offended. Well, you, you, did, you didn't introduce yourself either. E, yeah, I mean, they should know us by now. It's episode. It's uh, we're what yeah. a few episodes in. Yeah, now, we so. are a few in. But hey, you know yeah. what? Um, I do want to remind everyone that we had a little challenge going on for Mr. Kevin Green. Yep. And the um, couple episodes back, I think we talked specifically about if you had watched some 80s. What was it? Kevin catches up with Cole. Yes. Yeah, have we? No. <laughs> All right, you owe me lunch. Yeah, I do. All yeah. right, enough of that. We'll move on. This, there's, dude, I cannot believe, like, they've added more categories and more parts of the Grammys. It feels like, like it, yeah. I mean, I, sure. I didn't realize that there was, like, a difference in, like, well, you explain the record and album, which has always been one of those that bothers me. Yeah. But, like, there's just, uh, it's, it's overwhelming. Where it's do we a, begin, though? A lot. Where would so you like let's, to start? Let's start at the top. So, album of the year. So, our, the nominees for the album of the year Grammy are Adele with the, the 25 album, uh, Beyonce with Lemonade, Justin Bieber with Purpose. Bieber. I know you have some opinions on that one. Uh, Drake with Views, and Sturgill Simpson with A Sailor's Guide to Earth. What is that? Uh, he's a country singer. I don't know a lot about him, but he's supposed to be like really, really, really like changing the genre and kind of getting back to sort of the old country. See, I like old country. And I don't this, like new country. Not this bro country where it, you know, bro country. Like, bro. you know, it's just like stereotypical. <laughs> like, got a Coors Light in my truck, and da, 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 da. you know, it's like it's just like they. It's like words, totally. It's like word soup where they just put together like these. <laughs> there's like ten soup. words, you know. I've never um, heard of his word soup. I've heard well. If you play it backwards, you'll get your truck back. You get your girl back. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> my woman, my truck, yes, and my my beer. Exactly. So, so he's like doing the opposite. Is he? He kind of has like some soul to him. So oh, I think, all I, right. So he's he's kind of new. Right. So I'll listen to that. So what do you think of the, those nominees? So Adele, Beyonce, Justin Bieber, Drake, and Sturgill. Well, Simpson. so I just have a problem with Bieber in general. So okay. I have a hard time respecting his music. I do have yeah. to say though, like. This morning, oddly enough, I thought, you know, I should probably listen to top tracks on Spotify, kind of get caught up and see, right, yeah. see if there's anything I missed or I hadn't heard. There was most of it I'd heard before. I have to say, he's got a couple of songs that seem a little more heartfelt, a little less teeny bopper, yeah. a little more rich, and he's got some hooks that aren't so like overly written. For sure. So I do feel like there's some legitimacy to the rebirth of Bieber, so to speak, yeah. but I still just can't get past the fact that he's Justin Bieber. Yeah, I think the Grammys, they, like the whoever the voting committee is, like they vote for stories as opposed to actual like musicians or or songs, uh, so you have you have a couple different stories in this uh, album of the year category. You have Adele versus Beyonce, which is like that's overarching the whole thing. Exactly that that's that's going to be like the big story going in. It's like which one of these divas or real, super popular female artists will win. You have the rebirth of Bieber, yeah. Like this guy who yep. was a phenomenon and then got into you know fell into trouble like most child stars do, and then you have. Sturgill Simpson, who is sort of like reinventing country, so I think they all sort of have an interesting story, and so I can I can see the headline for either one the the morning after the Grammys, like 
you know, uh, you know, Adele reigns supreme or Beyonce reigns supreme. Bieber completes his his uh, reintroduction or his rebirth tour or whatever, and then Sturgill Simpson reinvents country, country. and is now reinventing music. So he's can, making country great again. He's making country great. Oh my God, we got a no I'm Trump. sorry, I'm no sorry. Trump today, no Trump today. Right. Um, but um, so yeah, so I, I think I think it's a really fascinating category. The one I don't know why uh, it's there, maybe just because they need a fifth nominee, is Views by Drake. I love Drake, I, and there are some great songs on Views, but. It is not his strongest album uh, in, I mean, it may be his weakest album in his entire catalog, except for maybe his first one. It's the most overproduced. It is. It's the most overproduced. It's it's overly long and it's, it's not his best. It's a solid album. And I don't like, I'm a huge Drake fan. I think he can really do no wrong, but it's definitely his weakest album in years. So I don't, not quite sure why it's on here for album of the year, but yeah. So yeah, yeah. Album of the year. So well, let's move into record of the year. So all right, uh, we have "Hello" by Adele. We have "Formation" by Beyonce. We have Seven Years" by Lucas Graham. We have "Work" by. Re- <laughs> <laughs> That's all I hear. It's like ducks. It's I like can't, ducks, dude. I can't handle that song. Let's call it Duck. <laughs> Rihanna featuring Duck. Uh, and then we have "Stressed Out" by Twenty One Pilots. So I will speak on what I know. Uh, I know Adele, Beyonce, and Rihanna. Um, and I know Twenty One Pilots, and you know Twenty One Pilots. I don't know who or what a Lucas Graham is, but again, this is another Adele versus Beyonce story for me. And it's really um, they're two. Both of them are two iconic songs for different reasons. I think Adele is kind of in her pocket a little bit. I mean, not her pocket a little bit, but this is what she does. She makes right. sweeping anthems about love and heartache and all that kind of stuff. It's, but it's good. Well, I think Beyonce will. I think Beyonce will win this category just because the this is a different sound from her. And you kind of think of Beyonce over the course of her career. She hasn't really made statements about much of anything. I mean, she has she has made really good music and it's been empowering. But this is the first one that has really the first song of hers that that I remember that has really. Uh, sort of captured a movement in a, yep. a moment in, give you in that. culture. So yeah. So so okay. So do you think I, I want a prediction from you? And I'll make this. Okay. Same. So album of the year. We need we need to predict every time. So album of the year. Who do you think is going to get that? Um, I think that's uh, Adele. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. I think it's Adele as well. Yeah. Um. All right. So record of the year. I'll speak a little bit to. Yeah. Uh, stressed out. Okay. Twenty one pilots. Number one has been overplayed. Uh, this song especially and a lot of others but if you listen to their entire library of music these guys are super talented like i don't think they get enough credit for their music writing skills uh for the diversity and the range of the music that they have like one of my kids um plays the ukulele and actually like plays some of their songs and they're like beautiful especially when they're written that way and they actually have full-on um ukulele songs they have stuff that's just so out of the like it's just out of the blue Um, my kids listened to it and got me into it and it's not like I pull up the you know 21 Pilots album all the time but it's one of those things that like we can bond with we listen to in the car Um, so I really appreciate the fact that they're in record of the year I am saddened by the fact that it's one of their most overplayed ones but I am I'm proud of them for kind of making this stage although we'll get into heathens later and I think that that's we'll we'll talk about when we get there All right, so I will I will predict my record of the year first since you you gave so um, you know, perfectly last time. So, uh, I'm going to say that formations taking this one. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I just think it's, it's, I feel like it's a, it, it's a better song and it also stands for a little bit more than, uh, hello does. I think hello is a very personal song. Whereas 
uh, formation is more of a like a it's anthem. A, you it know? Is, it's a rally cry. It's a rally cry. Yeah, it yeah. is, and that sucker is. Let's get in formation. Well, like it and is it is literal. also so perfectly timed, even though she didn't mean for it to be. Well, yeah. maybe she did mean for it. To I think be. she did. I, I she definitely did. You're was right. Intentional. Yeah. I'm thinking of different trigger points. This yeah. is a whole different set of trigger points. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, song of the year, we've got formation. Uh, hello, I took a pill in Ibiza. You know that one? I do not. I took a pill in Ibiza. Oh, good. Oh, it's just. Oh, yeah. I do know. I know what it is now. No, That's uh, love yourself. Which I didn't realize that Ed Ed Sheeran was in there. Like I didn't realize he wrote it. I didn't realize that he wrote that song. He helped write it, I guess. Um, And then again, seven years. We I guess we should probably listen to what this song is, since I don't know what it is. I'm I'm gonna get risky here, and I'm gonna say that song of the year is gonna be "Love Yourself." Yeah, I think. Yeah, so I think uh, my prediction would probably be a "Hello" by Adele. Okay. Uh, just because this is the kind of song you think back to, uh, was it two years ago when Sam Smith won? Uh, Took home a lot of awards with very similar subject matter. Uh, um, and I think Hello is a one of those songs that will be covered for years and years and years. Whereas because of the word, like yeah. because of the lyrics, those, those are the songs that kind of become standards, right? Yeah. It's because of the lyrics and there's something timely and gotcha. uh, timeless about it. Makes sense. Uh, whereas Formation, which I think is a, the other contender, is more of the moment and I don't think it will be it doesn't have longevity you're not gonna like in 30 years whatever version of the voice or American Idol is uh, around they're not gonna be singing formation right I don't I don't think right they might so, be dancing on water however probably that is the future all right <laughs> so what's next best new artist so we have Kelsey Ballerini the Chainsmokers Chance the Rapper Marin Morris and Anderson Peck. This one seems like a no-brainer to me, but I, I have this feeling it's going to go a different direction than, yeah. than I want. Are, which ones are you familiar with? I know Chainsmokers, Chance, and uh, Anderson Peck. I'm, I'm kind of right there with you. I'm yeah. not as familiar with um, Kelsey. Um, you know, Chance has been around a long time. It'd be, has, it'd yeah. be great uh, to see Chance the Rapper get something like this. Yes. However, Anderson Pack is a badass, and I am sorry, but uh, I, I, I'll let you speak first. Who, who do you think on this one? I'm going to go with Chance the Rapper just because, again, I think the Grammys, they vote for stories. So okay. the story with Chance the Rapper is he's getting all these nominations without a without physical copies of his CD. So he's uh, not he's not with point. a record label. He didn't sign a record deal. He put a coloring book out for free and he has got all this attention and acclaim. I mean, he was performing at the White House the other day. Uh, based solely on a um, an album with no physical copy, so All right. that story is yeah. like this guy sort of reinventing music, and so they will vote for that. You're not, selling me. Not to mention the album is just really good. There's just like the sound that he's created is this gospel infused, soul infused sound, uh, and just really honest lyrics and just just different, just a different uh, sound and a um, a new sort of way of going about rap. Oh, that's I think, great. I think he'll, he'll, he'll pull it out. I'm going for Anderson Pack. Yeah. I mean, that that's a cl- really close second in my book. I love I love Malibu and then the, the No Worries record yeah. that just came out recently. So, so, yeah, can't go wrong. All right. So, next up, we'll go to the best alternative album, um, alternative music album. So, we have uh, 22 A Million by Boney Vare. We have Black Star by the late, great David Bowie. We have the Hope Six Demolition Project by PJ Harvey. We have Post Pop Depression by Iggy Pop 
in a moon-shaped pool by Radiohead. Nick, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this one. Yeah, man. Okay, so Black Star is a powerful, powerful album. Yeah. Um, when you think about the fact that nobody really knew the state that Davey Bowie's in when yeah. um, he produced this album, when he when he did the, is it Lazarus? Is that the name of the song, I think, that he did the video? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think anybody knew what he was struggling with. Um, yeah. And the power of that album, I don't know if it, if it touched me so much musically because of his death or yeah. because it's truly a great album. I do feel like it's really good. I think that, uh, to your point, uh, the story really sells yes. the, the, the history of the man that he's one of the most amazing singers, especially pop singers that's ever existed. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I think he's got a, a good chance of taking this one. Um, I I'm going to say in this case, I'm going to go ahead and say that I do think David Bowie will get best alternative album mainly for that reason. But I got to tell you that the Moonshape pool album by Radiohead is quite the listen. Oh, really? um, yeah. I, I don't know how many of you guys have, have listened to uh, Radiohead of late, um, you know, the days of creep and others, um, have really, um, they've changed their sounds is still Radiohead, but they've done a lot of interesting things. This was a, a yeah. cool album when they released it, they released it on NPR as a live stream. Nice. And then, um, I can't remember, they did something else unique with it, which is pretty typical of them. But, um, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say David Bowie. Nice. Okay. So that is, uh, alternative music. And so let's go, where, where do we want to go now? Let's see. Um, let's do best song written for visual media. So, ah, yeah. Yeah, so we have Can't Stop the Feeling from the movie Trolls. <laughs> I think this is Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Uh, primarily. We have Heathens uh, from the, from Suicide Squad. We have Just Like Fire from Alice Through the Looking Glass. We have yeah. Purple Lamborghini from Suicide Squad again. Interesting. Uh, to Suicide Squad, yeah. Uh, we have Try Everything from Zootopia. And we have The Veil from Snowden. We do, we do. So it, you know, I can tell you that the Peter Gabriel tune is quite good. Um, it's an interesting one that, um, you know, it, if you listen to it, Peter Gabriel's got a very amazing sound. Yeah. Um, and he's kind of come back. Um, mm. I, I, I highly recommend anybody take a listen to his last music that he's released. This is an interesting one, right? So, okay, Heathens. Um, Heathens is an interesting tune because one. It's got a great hook. Right. Everybody liked it. Yeah. Um, it it kind of broke Twenty One Pilots out, like more so than Stressed Out did. Yeah. Because this got mainstream, right? When they released the first uh, view of the characters from Suicide Squad was in this video. Oh wow! So yeah. you got the lead singer. He's walking through different cages. You see Will Smith. You see all these folks. Um, and um, what's interesting is I keep saying interesting. I'm using interesting too much. Anyway, well, that's a lot of interesting songs. Well, it is albums. interesting. Yeah. It is way overproduced, and I'm desperately hoping that their next album is not going to become this. Um, I feel yeah. like uh, the the movie producers got a hold of them and said, "You guys are hot right now, and we really want to make sure your music's hot too. Right. So let's just mix the shit out of it." So <laughs> I'm hoping that's not the case. The Can't Stop Feeling song, I, I got to tell you, it, it's one of those that you really can't help but tap your foot to. Yeah. It's got a great hook. I, I've always liked Timberlake. Yeah. Oh, I mean. I mean, the guy is just, he just seems like a good guy. He is. And he, I mean, just for me, he's, I mean, the, the, so my generation didn't have a Michael Jackson. Uh, we had three different people who kind of made our, like became our Michael Jackson. Or if you combine them in the one person, that would have been our Michael Jackson. So you have Usher, 
you have Justin Timberlake and you have Chris Brown. Okay. So we got we didn't get Michael Jackson. We got Michael Jackson divided into three people. And so yeah, I think <laughs> anything that he does, I'm 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 a fan of. I just have never thought about that. Like three people divided. Like Michael it took three people to fill those shoes. Yes. And I got the first Michael Jackson album on vinyl as a gift for Christmas nice. when it came out. Yeah, you lived through. I lived hey, that. Hey, All right, so who... I'm going to let you guess on this one or make your prediction on okay. this one. I'll do the same. Okay, so the the visual media. Let's see. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Can't Stop the Feeling. All right. Yeah. I, I'm going to say... God, I like Purple Lamborghini. I got to be honest. Yeah. The song's good, but I'm going to go with Heathens. Heathens, okay. As much as I don't want them to get it because it's just going to make it so that they continue to go down the path of overproduced music, <laughs> I, I think they're going to do it. They'll be rewarded. Okay, so let's move on. Uh, next up, we have a local favorite here from the Dallas area. So this is Best Pop Duo slash Group Performance. So we have Closer by the Chainsmokers featuring Halsey. We have Seven Years by Lucas Graham. We have Work by Rihanna featuring Drake. We have Cheap Thrills, Sia featuring Sean Paul. We have Stressed Out by 21 Pilots, and we have Culture Vulture by Snarky Puppy. Dude, that's so crazy. So I uh, went to school with uh, Sput, Mr. Seawright, and um, you know I, I, anything these guys do, I love. So right. I, I tend to be a little biased. I was it was interesting that they were pulled into pop for this and that they're up against 21 pilots and others yeah but what a great honor for them like what a great thing for yeah. you know I went to Booker T Washington High School for the performing and visual arts represent arts magnet yeah. class of 92 um, I do feel like um, these guys have won two years in a row for uh, jazz uh, interesting yeah. that they're in pop now um, I, I hope they get it I, I don't know that they will yeah, I, I have this feeling again that um, I think that 21 Pilots has got a pretty good chance on this one. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll see. What Who do you think on this one? So on this one, I would probably have to go with, um, man, this is tough. My 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 heart wants to go for a snarky puppy, but I do. I think uh, Rihanna and Drake or um, Chainsmokers might win this one um i'd probably go with chain smokers all right chain smokers it is just because i feel like something like uh work will win in another category probably yeah. oh it's a chicken that was a duck earlier so. hey man you know i'm sorry different i'm kinds not of trying birds. to be rude i know that i mean <sighs> <laughs> no one know like no one can actually discern that she's actually saying work in that so no you're totally it's not my favorite and so that gets us to um i guess our next one is best r&b song so we have come see me by uh party next door featuring drake Mm -hmm. we have exchange by bryson tiller we have kiss it better by rihanna we have Lake by the Ocean by Maxwell, and we have Love by Tory Lanez. Hmm. So on this one, I'm thinking uh, this is probably going to go to uh, Bryson Tiller, uh, just because his album uh, Trap Soul came out and really sort of sort of crystallizes moment in R&B. I think so. Uh, this this idea of uh, R&B that sounds like rap music, where the singer is barely singing. Uh, and, and it's more just like kind of flowing and, and almost kind of rapping. Uh, he sort of did that better than anyone who had come before him. Uh, so it kind of started with the song Don't and then Exchange was the follow up single. So, again, I think the story is what's important here. I think he's going to be rewarded for that. 
whereas everything else uh, and uh, Come See Me record by Party Next Door is really similar to that. But I think uh, Bryson Tiller will get the credit as the person who kind of ushered this movement in. And then the rest is just really kind of um, sort of, you know, uh, something stuff that's expected, like that Maxwell song. I despise just because I'm so disappointed in that song and that album waited like five years for it. And this is what we get. Thanks, Maxwell. But, but yeah, I think uh, I think Bryson Tiller will take take that one home. All righty. So, what we got next? So uh, this will be our final one. Um, so this is best rap album. So we have Coloring Book by Chance the Rapper. We have And the Anonymous Nobody by De La Soul. We have Major Key by DJ Khaled. We have Views by Drake. Uh, we have The Blank Face LP by Schoolboy Q. And we have The Life of Pablo by Kanye West. Oh, this one's tough. Yeah, a lot of I got to tell you, man, I... And again, we've talked about this before. I have I've had a really hard time with the Kanye West album. Yeah, yeah. Um, you said, and I have tried. Mm-hmm. Keep listening to it; it'll grow on you. It yep. still hasn't. Yeah, I really want it to. It's all good. Um, you know, the Daylight album is one to me that stood out for a while when it came out. I was pretty excited about it, but yeah. I mean, as we will talk about when we get into our personal top three yes. songs, albums, and our little wild card. Um, I think you'll kind of see where my heart lies. Um, but we also don't live on the same timeline that the Grammys do. So yes. I'm, I'm having, I'm a little torn on this one. Yeah. Um, I'm having a hard time with it. I, I would say that I really want chance to get it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to say chance because of my want, not necessarily because I think that's who's going to win. Yeah. I also think, uh, chance will win this one. This will be kind of, uh, there'll be a couple of different stories, either, Whoever wins the uh, Adele Beyonce tug of war, that'll be a big story. And then it'll be Chance winning best new artist and best rap album. Uh, although I do have to give a little bit of credit to DJ Khaled, the major key album. Uh, his albums before have had really good first singles, but then the rest of the album has been just a bunch of garbage and trash that you listen to once and never listen to again. But this album was actually really good all the way throughout. And just the, you know, when you pull together a bunch of artists like he does, it's kind of it's kind of a high degree of difficulty, um, but he pulled it off and it sounds, I mean, the, the songs on here are really great. And then life of Pablo, I think it was ambitious. I think it was, it was good, but I just, it just sounds unfinished and rough to me, even though it's one of my favorite albums of the year. I just don't think a Grammy voter will, uh, will be on board with that. So I appreciate it. Yeah. That's our, um, that's our Grammy nominations, uh, sort of predictions and analysis. Uh, when the Grammys air in February, we'll probably do a little, and you do know, a little recap, recap, or even a precap what we're looking. Cause I'm sure there'll be performances and stuff like that. Uh, and probably a, a really good Prince tribute because he died after the Grammys this year. So yeah, there should, that should be. be interesting. So we'll 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 stay connected with that and uh, keep up on that. Maybe a little live tweeting, during live that tweeting sucker. during yeah. the the segment or the the Grammys uh, from the We Were Thinking Twitter account. Yeah, dude, check us out. We're now yeah. uh, at We Were Thinking on Twitter. Yes, We Were Thinking dot com is up and running. Yeah. Uh, we are available on iTunes and on SoundCloud. SoundCloud. And then also on Facebook. Uh, just search we were thinking and you'll find us yep um, facebook.com slash we were thinking yeah and on all those you can find episodes and the latest opinions and thoughts from me and nick so um so that is the grammys and that's what the like the grammy committee thinks is what's the best music of the year but now we're going to get into what we think is the best music of the year this which is, honestly is more important than the grammy nomination oh yeah absolutely this is this is real but this, this is, is what we do all the time so yes. so kevin and i are constantly trying to one up each other when it comes to music yes. 
I'll text him this. I'll send him this on Slack. You know, we'll, we're constantly kind of going back and forth. It's rare, as I've said in the past, that I can ever throw one at Kevin that he hasn't heard before, but every now and then. Yeah, but we also um, have learned to kind of send each other stuff that we know is stuff we both like. And, yeah. and, and it is going to be great because we're going to sit here and talk about our top three albums. And you guys can kind of see where we differ. Yes. Um, top three songs. And then uh, Kevin had the great idea of a wild card. So I'm just yeah. kind of throw out there uh, to show you guys that I think we will both have some that you may or may not have ever heard of. All right. So, yeah, let's start with um, songs. So yes. top three songs. I'll go first. So my top three, I'll go in reverse order. My first number three would is Wi-Fi by Drum and Erica Badu. So this is a really, I mean, in Drum, he has so much personality. Like you can tell from the Broccoli record, uh, which was his big single, yep. uh, you know, in the latter part of the year. But this song is just, is the the production is really good. The beat is good. And it's just really, really kind of funny and kind of charming in the way that only Drum can do. It's basically about, uh, it's really like a slow jam, but it's about being over someone's house and not having enough bars on your phone and asking if they have Wi-Fi. But it's the way they sing it. <laughs> it's the way they sing it. And Erica, Bad- they treat it like a slow oh, jam. Erica, Bad- but, but it's it's about something that's really kind of trivial. So it's, it's, I, I love how they flipped it. And that's something that you ask when you go over someone's house these days. Do you have do you, you got Wi-Fi? Wi-Fi password? Exactly. So I thought that was really good. And I, that was a highlight of his album to me, which was also really good. Uh, that could have made my albums list, but didn't. So uh, number two for me is 24 Karat Magic by Bruno Mars. Uh, when I first heard this song, I thought it was... Uh, a little too similar to the Uptown Funk uh, record he came out with last year, uh, but it was just it kind of tapped a little bit more into that for me. I think this was Bruno Mars on his own, where, whereas before it was him and Mark Ronson. Gotcha. Uh, he was working with, and uh, Ronson kind of drove the sound. Whereas this one really reminded me of some of those old um, R and B groups back in the day, like Zapp and Roger, yep. Computer Love, and all that kind of stuff. He really sort of captured that sound in the album that followed is also named 24 Karat Magic it just is really it's almost like a tribute to black music it's, um, it's so good it's really good it's like he basically takes every era of black music from today to the you know 50s 60s sort of that James Brown sound to that 80s yeah um, to like Atlantic starts even like some New Jack Swing like Guy and Teddy Riley and all those guys so I think it just, you know, it's just a really cool, like, I, I can almost see 24 Karat Magic being like a musical one day. Oh, man. You know? You know what? Now that you say that, he could make an incredible musical. A- absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. I mean, if Sting can do it, he can do it. Absolutely. And it's just, it kind of takes you through the different eras of, of black music. So I, I really love I that one. I wonder if he's going to. You should suggest that. Hey, man. I will. If you're, if you're listening out there, this Bruno. one's that one's for free, Bruno. Yeah, that one's for free. Then number one, Ultra Light Beam by Kanye West. So... Uh, we just talked about him not, you know, not winning the best rap album, but I think he had the best rap moment from this year. I just think, and this is a song where he doesn't rap for that long or doesn't even really rap at all. He kind of like croons or sings, uh, but I just think the the production on it, the choir, um, the way he uses people as instruments. So you basically bring on the Dream and Kelly um, Kelly Price to really just deliver emotion is not even about what they're saying. It's just the emotion. There's even a prayer from Kirk Franklin at the end, which is just, just ties it off so much, ties it off so well. And then the choir, the way they sing on this record, it just like hits me in the gut every time. Uh, and then 
the the shining star on this record is the uh, Chance the Rapper verse. This is really this is before the Coloring Book album came out. And this is what put him on the map. This verse is this is one of those that will be remembered for years and years as the moment that, you know, the next great rap guy sort of burst onto the scene. And Kanye's had a couple of these moments um, with Nicki Minaj before Chance on the monster record on the uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy album where someone just arrives and he Kanye just sets the stage, uh, you know, for for this uh, for this great young talent. I think he did that with Chance. And that is that verse is just. I will I'll be, you know, quoting that for the rest of my life. It's just that it's that good. So I think Ultralight Beam is my number one song. So, yeah, man, you've explained yours so well. Uh, My (laughs) quick descriptions of mine are going to be pretty lame, but I'll do my best. All right. So mine are in some semblance of an order. But um, so blue, uh, blue in exile. Uh, blues have uh, been somebody that I've really, really enjoyed listening to over the years. I- I'd say yeah. for like about the last 12 years, yeah. 10 or 12 years, uh, he's pretty unknown. Exile was, was doing a whole bunch of tracks for him. They had a big falling out at one point in time. Um, you know, blue still raps about that. They both kind of joke about it, but, yeah. um, uh, he, he's got a track, uh, called maybe one day. It just has a beautiful hook and, yeah. um, I can't remember the exact line, but when you listen to it and you li- listen to some of the singing parts, it's just, it's gospel. Like it, it, it has a, um, it just has that feeling kind of like you talked about where it kind of hits you in the gut and yeah. just, it's memorable and it moves you. So that track was one that stood out on, on his latest album. Yeah. Um, these next two, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say that Redbone, uh, Childish Gambino, yeah, that song, man, there's, there's something about it. It's as if it was not written in this moment. Like it was, Mm -hmm. it was as if it was written long ago. Yes. Um, you know, Childish Gambino is so, I I can't even describe how he thinks when it comes to music. Yes. I mean, as an actor, as a producer, as some as a comedian, I mean, yeah. this guy has transcended music yeah. in a way that I never thought he'd go. I thought he right. would go the way of Weird Al Yankovic, or oh, you know, wow. yeah. no, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm just like I thought. Yeah. I thought his first album was like, well, let me try this out and see if it exactly, works. Exactly, yeah. And then it worked pretty well, but I didn't think. I mean, sweatpants. Come on, there's a lot yeah. of stuff that it's like. The I mean it's not comedic, but there's points where you're like, is he joking or not? Right. He is serious. No, this isn't like yeah. this album. I mean, the cover alone and the artistry and yeah. just the cover art speaks volumes to the 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 importance that he puts on the way that his music and his art is portrayed. Yeah. So 100%, big, yeah. big, big shout out there. Um. So here's a weird one for you, and this yeah. is actually a group you introduced me to. Yes. Wolfbeck. Wolfbeck. Wolfbeck, yeah. the Wolfbeck. A song called 1612. Yeah. Um, I am a big Yacht Rock guy. So, yeah. um, and for those of you who don't know what Yacht Rock is, look it up. Yes. Um, Do yourself a favor. The the song, it's just, it's got a great kind of jazzy feel, yep. but it's kind of smooth sailing. Um, you'll just have to listen to it again. It's Wolfpeck 1612 is the song. So, yeah. um, all right, well, let's dig into some albums then. Yes. Um, top three albums for me this year, I would say, and I'm not going to go into too much detail because you do a better job and I like listening <laughs> to you talk about it, but uh, my top three are the following. Uh, Malibu, uh, Anderson oh, yeah. Pack. Yes. I can listen to that thing end to end and yes. it just puts me in such a great frame of mind. Yeah. Um, Anderson is is uh, beyond talented to me. The yeah. the way he can between uh, you know this this kind of melodic rapping to yeah. just his flow, his soulful singing, 
uh, the, just it's just so well packaged. Yeah. Funky um, too. He's funky. It's, yeah, yeah, and he just and he and again we've talked about this before. He has one of those voices that's different, like Q-tip. Yes. And 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 it, it's it's not too nasally. It's not too. It's just it stands out from the rest. So I really appreciate what he did with that. Okay, the Tribe album. Yeah. I mean. If it was in the right time period, it'd be album of the year, hands down. As yeah. as much as um, people hate it uh, or hate to say that, right. I, I almost am glad that they're not up against the the Kanye crazy and all this other stuff this year. Yeah. Um, but who knows what they're going to be up against next year? But that album to me um, made me again respect them for what they do. When I work out in the mornings, yeah. I always listen to Tribe. When I yeah. go for a jog, I always listen to Tribe. When I need something to get me off my ass and make a change i listened to tribe and this album did that again yeah so super proud of them and then again i I mean my favorite and my workhorse album this year is culture (laughs) vulture snarky puppy that one for me uh when i'm trying to get my my jobs out the door when i'm trying to motivate myself to be you know concentrate on task man that's the that's the thing i listen to um i love watching these guys on social media too so you know um really 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 like that album so that that'd be my top three awesome that's a good top three so mine yeah i'll run through these real quick so my number three would be black america again by common and i put i include this just because it was so surprising i i was expecting more of a uh more of a not a militant but a very conscious album about the state of uh, being black in America today yeah. and there are definitely songs like that and uh, definitely highlights the title track black America again is really good but there are just some really good soulful yeah. jams on here you know I, I got just really surprising there's a song called red wine that's really oh, good yeah, that one's great and I just I was like I thought we were gonna get a whole album of songs like glory and yeah and things like that from his last album but it's just it's just really it just you can put it on and just ride to it and it's just I really smooth this one. damn it yeah, I know. See, that's why we both do it. So Damn we, it. It's Good really, job. It's really a top six. I'm glad you brought it there. <laughs> the next one is Coloring Book. Yeah. Again, we've been talking about this all show, but this one is just really, it's just a moment. Um, it's the moment when sort of rap, the way rap sounds change. And there's just, he kind of covers off on a bunch of different sort of uh, styles. So you have the No Problem record with 2 Chains and uh, Lil Wayne. You have um, How Great which has a two minute uh, intro that is nothing but uh, a choir singing a uh, gospel song. Yep. And th- probably the verse of the year uh, from Jay Electronica on there, which is just amazing. And then you have more traditional rap, just, you know, he has a kind of a slow jam with Justin Bieber, which is really good, called uh, Juke Jam. And then he has a song called Mixtape with uh, Young Thug and Lil Yachty, which are kind of the hot rappers of the moment. So he he literally covers a gamut of sort of sounds right now, but does it in a way that only he can. So he gets my respect for that. And then my number one album this year is, oh, we were just talking about it, Awaken My Love by oh, Childish yeah. Gambino. So good. I like, I've been following uh, this guy since he... His mixtapes, one was called Cold the Sack, I remember, which was really good. And like I knew he could sing, but I did not know he would create a an, an album where he, he does nothing but sing. Yeah. And on this album, the way he plays with his voice, uh, the different sounds he introduces. This is a funk soul album. Like the zombie song. The zo- like where, where did that come from? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't know he was capable of this. Because like, you started listening to him and really started like respecting him back when we first met. This is yeah, like exactly. six, seven years ago. Exactly. Like this is a guy on a record who said insect ligaments. I'm the bee's knees. 
and now he's making a song like he, he said <laughs> yeah. that he said that on a record and this is a guy who's making a song like zombies or terrified or Stand yeah. tall yeah and it's just like i think and again i said this uh, on our first show i think he is like he's in a creative space right now unlike i've ever seen like the show atlanta i feel like this and Awaken My Love were sort of like were being created at the same time. It's it's funky, it's unexpected, it's different, and I just think like this is the most surprising album maybe I've ever heard. Like I was just not expecting. Me that. neither. I, I mean, had no clue what it was. I be. heard the Me and Your Mama record and then Redbone, so I was like, okay, he's singing more, but I'm sure there'll be some rapping on I here. I expected that too. But it's just it is just inventive and it is, but still soulful. And just it's just good, man. It it's is really just good. good. So yeah, we'll move on to our wild card. So this is just something that this was really an opportunity for us to just talk about something that really just captured our attention and is just really kind of uh, different and special. So I'll start with mine. Mine is uh, Usher's "Hard to Love" album. So I have been really critical of Usher because again, he's part of my three-part Michael Jackson. Uh, Part of the <laughs> along with uh, dragon, yeah. along with Chris Brown and Justin Timberlake, and so he's really been struggling lately to create uh, an iconic album like uh, Confessions or eighty seven oh one or My Way, um, and I've been really down on him. He's released decent singles over the last few years, but the albums that followed were like awful. Uh, just to be honest, like no nothing redeemable on nothing worth keeping on him. Oh. But this album. Uh, I had been hearing like the new Usher album is really good. And so I checked it out and it like there are at least six or seven just like jams on here where he sounds like himself and he sounds like he recaptured what made him special, which is just no one. No one sings a slow jam, a, you know, a R&B song and really like sort of that that balance between R&B and hip hop like him. Yep, yep. And he he really sort of recaptured what made him special. So. Just wanna wanted to recognize that because I think that's not being talked about. It's not reflected in the Grammy nominations, but I think Usher really sort of found himself again, and I hope we get more music uh, going forward from him like this. Yeah. All right. Well, my wild card is one that's a complete wild card. You may not have even heard of this person. I, any I don't think of you. I have. Yeah. All right. So Elliot Sumner. Oh, you know who that is? I do not. That is the daughter of Sting. Oh. Mr. Gordon Sumner. Okay. So you would think, okay, Elliot also plays the bass. Yep. Super talented bassist, mm-hmm. too. Um, so uh, the album information, um, Elliot kind of came out of nowhere to me a couple years back. Started doing, dropped a couple of tracks. Um, I really thought that they were going to be very much like like Sting and kind of have that same feel. I mean, yeah. I've, I got a soft spot for Sting, always will. Yeah. Um, but Elliot kind of um, brought in this pop synth sound mm. that's reminiscent of uh, almost like uh, early 90s, late 80s synth pop. So just, okay. you know, not quite your Blade Runner style synth, but, yeah. but more along the lines of your Bauhaus or uh, New Order or others. So really, really interesting stuff. Very deep songs, uh, a lot of soulful messages, yeah. and and Elliot can sing. So um, one to, one worth listening to. It's very different. I mean, it's it's yeah, not for, for sure. everybody. Yeah. Uh, but Elliot Sumner information, a great album. Uh, really enjoyed listening to that. Hoping hoping that she's going to drop drop some more stuff soon. Absolutely cool. So man, that was a lot of music we covered. That's that was a lot of music. We haven't talked about that much music 
music yeah. maybe ever. Yeah, man, but it's a big part of uh, you know our relationship and the the things we talk about and absolutely. think about all day. So absolutely. So one yeah. other thing quickly, and because I forgot on the Grammys, um, really excited that some uh, Stranger Things music got in there. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot to touch on that. Yeah, uh, and that's okay. There was too many to go over, but yeah, I hope was, those yeah. guys win because I love that. Both like there were two Stranger Things episode one, Stranger Things yeah. episode two. That music again, back to synth. I mean, oh, I love that. Yeah, show. no, I was so like I was so involved in like the story and the plot of those first two episodes. I didn't even realize there was music. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, there was music on there. So serious. And the music. theme is really sort of iconic too. So I love that. So yeah, theme no, it's good so they they recognize them for sure. So what we'll do is we'll put some of our favorites from the year up on. Uh, we'll create a Spotify playlist and get that up on our site, uh, wewerethinking.com. And again. Uh, we are on iTunes. We are on SoundCloud. You can follow us on Twitter uh, at We Were Thinking. You can find us on Facebook. Just search We Were Thinking. Uh, and we're also on SoundCloud, too. You can find us there. So Excellent, uh, man. Well, it was really great talking about music with you today. It was, man. Music is music is life. So All right. We well, y'all start, y'all start watching for... We'll start popping tracks on, uh, on Twitter more. Yeah. Uh, like you said, we're we're going to start a playlist that you can also follow on Spotify. Oh, yeah. And we'll get that going, and we'll get these these songs up. Let's let's see how we did. Yeah. All we'll right. see who did better. How about that? Okay. We'll do uh, that. And, and you can buy me another lunch, because you already owe me one. Yeah. I got to watch Goonies, man. It's getting bad. You better do something. You got you got the weekend coming up. You should do it. And then we'll, well, thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, have a great one, and we'll see you during the next episode. All right. Peace.